This is another episode of On the Grid by Z Prime. Love your energy. Hey, everybody. This is Z Prime On the Grid. I am Dylan Lockwood. Uh, joining me today, making her podcast debut, is Z Prime's director of People and Culture, Emma Garcia. Emma, thanks for joining us. Yeah, Dylan. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. We're, we're happy to finally have you on. Um, a lot of people who are sort of in our sphere may know you from some of the stuff you've done at events. You've hosted a panel or two. Most recently, you were a part of our Solar Storage Fest virtual event, uh, hosting some virtual yoga sessions, uh, which was pretty which was pretty cool. Um, what people may not may not know is that you do those kinds of sessions uh, every week for us here internally. And I believe you also do some for, for the community as well. Is that right? Yes, I do. It's, a, uh, it's kind of a side hustle. <laughs> <laughs> a graceful hustle, to, qu- to quote your Twitter feed. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> so what motivated you to start doing these yoga streams? Were you doing them in general before you were doing them at work? I, I'm, I'm actually not sure about that. I definitely am not, was not a fan of virtual yoga classes. <laughs> I, um, I've been teaching yoga for 10 years and, um, and I teach yoga for, for companies as, as part of their, uh, kind of personal development employee engagement initiatives, um, at different companies here in Austin. And, um, uh, because of COVID, because of the lockdown and being, uh, because of shelter in place, essentially, I had to transition into a virtual platform and kind of shift my view of the benefit that that would give participants. And really, the, the main benefit was going to be connection, because we were going to be in a space where we felt in a place where we felt isolated. We weren't going to be seeing each other, passing by each other, seeing each other smile. And that was my like primary goal was I'm going to do this, even though I'm not a fan of, of uh, online yoga classes. Um, and I'll tell you about why that is in just a second. But I, I committed to, to uh, offering online yoga classes virtually through Zoom um, so that we could connect, so that we could see each other and smile with each other um, and just kind of n- help each other out during a time that was un- unprecedented, right? That's what we're calling it, an unprecedented, uncertain time. <laughs> um, and and it, to go back to why I wasn't initially a fan of online yoga classes is that as a yoga teacher, a part of the experience is hands-on modification and adjustments right so i can be in a room with people and see exactly what how they're moving their bodies and know whether or not there's room for expansion or whether or not maybe someone needs to back off a little bit to avoid injury and that's that's harder to manage um and obviously i'm not gonna be able to place my hands on anyone's body on an online yoga class but in such an unprecedented time, such a challenging time, like I just let that go and realize that we need to connect and we need to see each other and, and we need the support. Yeah. Uh, a, a lot of what you've uh, communicated to us internally over uh, the last 
gosh, what's it been? What's it been now? Five months. Oh, since we, month, yeah. Yeah, since we've gone in, since we've gone inside, uh, has been kind of based around sort of keeping morale and mental health and physical health in a in a good place which is i mean that's very it's very heart it's very heartening for us and i think it's important to sort of discuss that because what's really interesting about our workplace is that it was largely online or it was largely a work from home environment even before the pandemic especially for me because i'm not based in austin so I don't even make the the once or twice a week trips to the office that a lot of the other people used to do. So our face-to-face interaction time has gone down, but not super significantly. So in theory, it shouldn't necessarily affect our work. And yet I can say from experience that it absolutely has. So um, what, from your perspective, just to kind of, you know, make expand this out make this a bit more broadly applicable from your perspective as someone who's you know taking it upon themselves to address this in our workplace from for, so for, from your reading and experience how has COVID-19 affected online workspaces it's affected it a lot in a lot of ways um I guess the the, the first thing that comes to mind is that where our space is no longer divided, right? So um, for me personally, I I used to leave the home and go work at a at a coffee shop or go to the office, even though we were we are a distributed team and work primarily um, a, a, away from an office setting. But I would find a, a space where I could where I wouldn't have my three and four year old asking for a snack every 30 minutes or to change the show or whatever, like it doesn't end, right? And and they would have a space where they would go to school on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And um, all of these spaces have, all and all of these roles have have all come into one physical space. And so we're, we're having to learn to navigate how to be, all these things that we always were, but we, we were able to compartmentalize them and now we really can't do that. And so we're having to just empathize with each other. And I think that's the biggest thing is that our online work environment has, it, 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 and, and COVID-19 has um, created a, a, a shared experience for humanity that that is now enabling us all to learn to just be more, gracious toward one another and be more empathetic with one another. I think another thing that has shifted is the level of demands have increased, right? Because we are working remotely. Um, and, and like you said, we, we, we've always been kind of, we've always been, Z Prime is a remote workforce. We, um, we don't have to do our job in person in the same office, in the same room um, with one another. But because everyone is kind of now working remotely all the time, uh, it's been difficult to know how to set the boundaries to shut, like to shut off. Like w- w- we use Slack to communicate almost exclusively. I mean, we we also send out emails and can text each other, but 
primarily we use Slack and and it's difficult to, to turn off. It's almost like we feel like we have to be on all the time to make up for not having that compartmentalized schedule where, oh, I was at work from X to Z. Like now I, it, it's, it's um, almost like I, I feel like I have to be at work all the time and I'm not the only one. Like this is just something that's happening everywhere among all companies that have gone remote. Um, there's that, that, that challenge to establish boundaries just kind of set your work day and um, manage the stress that has increased. You know, I, I know that, you know, you think a lot about this sort of thing because, you know, not not only because it's your job, but because it's just that's the kind of person that you are. You're, you know, you're, you're concerned for, uh, you know, you're concerned for the well-being of others, especially, you know, people you care about. But uh, I'm I'm interested from your perspective what, uh, from your perspective as someone who's kind, kind of management, what role or responsibility does an employer have for the mental health of its employees? Oh, gosh. I mean, it's paramount. If if our employees are not doing well emotionally, mentally, physically, it's going to affect everything that they do. It's going to affect the way that they perform, their ability to engage with uh, their team, uh, to potentially, you know, if they interface with clients, that's, it's going to affect that. And so as an employer, um, the, the role or responsibility that the employer plays is to be the greatest advocate for employees' mental health. Uh, so Emma, how does an employer be a good, be a good employee advocate, especially when it comes to mental health? Uh, by communicating and over communicating right now with uh, working remotely, like there isn't, you can't over communicate. Right. And, and I say that and I feel like there is always room for improvement on my part to, to communicate again and again. Like we have um, our, our board for COVID-19 resources, <laughs> which I should probably expand the, uh, the category like it doesn't have to just be COVID-19 because we're dealing with more than just COVID-19 right we're dealing with an economic crisis we're dealing with uh, civil rights and justices and uh, social justice movements and um, we're dealing with a lot and so to backtrack sorry I've I created that board but I probably don't refer you guys to it as often as I need to be doing like it needs to be a daily reminder even that you have access to meditations you have access to uh, podcasts you have access to the yoga recordings it boils down to that communication like to, to letting them know what the resources are letting them know um, how they can take time off how they can set these you know you set you set a block on your calendar I've done it um, the, the I, I called it the uh, self-care and sanity intervention where I blocked off like two hours and I, I went for a, a hike in nature. Um, and, but, and that's part of it too. It's like modeling the behavior that you want to see to help support your wellness. If um, we're just saying these things, but not doing them as examples, then it's going to be harder for employees to feel like they can actually do these things. 
So what has been tried by you and by others you follow to create healthier work environments? One of the things that has been tried and that has been incredibly successful and helpful is that the, uh, there are forums for uh, that human resources professionals have created to help each other share best practices that they can then take to their teams. And so I'm a member of a few of those forums. Um, Lattice has a, a, a forum on Slack. It's called Resources for Humans. And the generosity that people have displayed during this time has been, you used the word heartening earlier, earlier on. It has been heartening. Like it just overwhelmed with the generosity. I am overwhelmed with the generosity that people have right now in wanting to help each other. No, look, look, you know, this, this talk was really helpful. This TED talk was really helpful. Or um, we've started doing a weekly huddle at the beginning of the week to kind of set the tone for our practice. And, and we're doing that at Z prime as a distributed team. We should have been doing that all along, but we hadn't been doing this weekly huddle. And when, uh, when the challenges of COVID-19 really started to hit home, like we knew that we had to step it, step up. And we started doing more touch base, like touching base one, one on ones are a little more frequent now. Um, just check, check-ins are more frequent. And um, yeah, I think those are some of the, the, the kind of, big takeaways for me that 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 have helped me is just uh building my sphere uh, my network of of professionals that I can lean on and and look to for um and share with for best practices um and I think probably one of the definitely the biggest shift that has taken place uh internally at Z Prime is um that we transition to a 4-day work week to help mitigate burnout, right? Like, and the, and this was this was Jason, our CEO. He's very compassionate. He wants to support his team and and help develop his team. And uh, recon, he recognized that this is this is a time where um, burnout is is going to be a lot more of a challenge, and it's going to be rearing its ugly head a lot more. Um, and so he talked to me about like, hey, let's look into transitioning to a four-day work week. And the research was there. I, 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 I knew the research was there, but just to like read it and present it to Jason, like, man, teams are actually, companies that have already transitioned to a four-day work week have seen that their productivity has actually gone up. And so we did it. And it definitely didn't impact productivity. It's been a little bit more challenging with getting everybody on the same page for like being able to like jump on calls at the same time with clients. Um, that's been a little bit more of a challenge. But in terms of productivity, our productivity has gone up. We've been in, a, we've shifted to a four day work week and it was shared uh, last month that be- between April and July, we, hosted more webinars than we did the entire previous year. And so um, kudos to Jason, to our CEO, for seeing that as a potential benefit to our company. And I think it's definitely been a huge benefit to help uh, prevent burnout. What do you think, Dylan? 
I would I would say um, it has. I definitely found that I'm able to either fill my days with more or just the just the fact that having that as just as someone who you know works from works remotely and has had you know most of my work just comes in the form of just something dropped into my into my uh, into a Slack channel. Having even just that one day where even if I am at the computer working, uh, we're sort of have it off or have it as a time for that I can put I can put projects that need to get that need to get done for the next week on that for on that Friday, so I know I can uh, work on it without anything uh, crazy dropping into my dropping into my box at the last minute so uh yeah I, I mean i've just i've appreciated that time just for my own for my for my own space either to you know either work on myself or to work on uh projects that i would normally be worried about completing because of the potential for other small for other small but urgent projects the kind that I get a, a couple of every day popping in. Um, funny enough, those Fridays are often when I will um, do a lot of my cleaning, like around the house, which I normally have a hard time finding time for because, you know, as a result of the social aspects of the pandemic, I'm often trying to jam my weekend with outdoor activities so i'm not going crazy inside of my place so my fridays uh you know because everyone everyone else is working um i'm gonna just be here and make it making my surroundings better which in turn makes my uh, general sense of mind better that's really good to hear and so if i were to crystallize what you said in like a couple of words the what you said made me feel like the four-day work week has opened up more freedom and space for you and like even just when you talk about cleaning your house on friday like when you clean you create space right you're you're, you're you get the clutter out of the way and you create space and when you create space you enjoy a greater measure of freedom freedom like like just mental freedom <laughs> um so yeah, but I'm very happy to hear that it's uh, helped you in that way. Yeah, uh, it comes uh, it comes recommended. Uh, I so I think one aspect uh, about this that we haven't touched on yet uh, that I wanted to get into is uh, the concept of, of burnout, which you which you've uh, written on on uh, LinkedIn, and also you've. Uh, you know, you've sent you've sent some articles internally as as well, and I think we we've discussed it one on one before as well. So I, I'm interested in sort of the way that we think about it and the way that we kind of exacerbate it in the way that we work right now. Well, um, I think it's important too to acknowledge like what burnout is. It appears it, it manifests in many ways like it could be like you notice that somebody is just 
being really negative or cynical, like maybe you somebody that you normally reach out to that would um and, and and you notice that their response is not normal for them, like they wouldn't normally respond in a negative or cynical way, like that might be an indication that you want want to check in with them and be like, hey, you might be approaching burnout. <laughs> I recommend that you like sign off for, for a few hours. Just block it off on your calendar. Go take care of yourself. Go do something. Um, it, so it, it can it can manifest in that way, right? It's a, 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 your, their mental state. Um, burnout can also manifest in a physical way. Like you're just exhausted all the time. And why? Like you, it's not like we're physic. Like our job isn't physically demanding. But if you're burned out, like you're gonna be really fatigued and not feel like lifting a finger. Um, and, and so that's important to share burnout. Maybe, I don't think that we, we were as sensitive to burnout before. I I feel like a lot of companies might've, they might've operated under this mentality that like burnout is kind of unavoidable. Like it's part of the deal. Like you just got to hustle and, and perform, 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 and there's going to be burnout, but you got to bounce back and when COVID-19 hit and then right after that, I mean, we were already down from that emotionally, mentally, physically, we were already so like beaten down from that experience. And then boom, like we, we just started coming back up for air and then we got hit with, with police brutality and, and, and racial injustice that, that's just kind of, mind-boggling that we would still be here right and then and then um and then and then the the food crisis like people didn't have their the food banks were running out of food to help people who had lost their jobs and so this all these things made employers and anyone working in human resources know that we had to step up our game and acknowledge that burnout yeah, it's, it's always happened. It's always been a thing, but it's going to be an even bigger issue now, right? So like, for instance, um, in the summertime, you expect people to be burnt out. Like it's normal to at summertime, like take your two weeks off, maybe they take paid time off or whatever, like take two weeks off, go on vacation. And, but, but we can't really go on vacation the way we used to. Although I did just get back from a vacation. I highly encourage it. Like I, I, I went to the beach, uh, my family and yeah, that, I mean, there are still things, still ways to, to get out and do things. Um, but it, it's, it's become even more important now to, to tune in and, and check in and just be more sensitive and care more about the people that make up the work that we do. Um, without the people that make up the work that we do, we're just, we're not going to do the work that we need to get done. And and at Z Prime, like I take this really seriously. Our our vision, you know, our vision is to usher in a cleaner and brighter future through various um, dialogues and perspectives. And if we're not ushering in like a cleaner and brighter experience internally as a company with our employees then we're not going to be able to carry out our vision. And so just recognizing that 
the, the people that make up Z prime, they're people, they're human. They're going to be suffering because things are really hard right now. And it's going to, it's going to affect our capacity, our ability to like turn on and, and stay on during the workday. And, and the workday is going to look differently. Like maybe, man, I cannot focus right now and it's 10 AM and I should be focusing. Like I should be working, but guess what? It's not happening for me. So I'm going to sign off and I'm going to get back to this at 7.30 PM when the boys have gone to bed and uh, just sharing that, that, that can be a thing for everyone on our team. Probably a little bit harder, definitely a a lot harder to identify because we're not in a shared space. Um, So we may not be able to know when someone is physically very tired, but just being sensitive to the things that people share, like I didn't get any sleep last night. Okay, so then that person's going to be really tired. Why didn't they get sleep? Because they were suffering from anxiety. And so just like keeping your finger on the pulse of how people are feeling is really important. And then, and then once you identify that, okay, this person is approaching burnout, communicating with them, the strategies are already in place, right? Like when we worked on that on our, on our mid-year retreat was creating a resilience plan to help save off or, I mean, Burnout's going to, I don't want to say that's inevitable. It's not. We can, we can mitigate the, the factors that create burnout, but it's just a lot harder to do in this environment, um, which makes our job a lot more imperative, right? Like I have to make sure that I communicate that the, the resilience plan that we worked out, like are we executing on that? Are we, like did you create those three things that rejuvenate you, that replenish you, that re, that help help you feel uh, reinvigorated and purposeful, um, and are you doing them? Like when you're feeling like exhausted or mentally checked out, like are you pausing to to tap into those fountains that are going to fill you back up? That's a lot of uh, insight into the into those sort of. Uh managerial practices and and recommendations and just ways of uh keeping track of a workforce on a whole um getting it a little more down to the individual level to to cap it off uh what are some what are some uh helpful tips you have for people trying to keep themselves going in their virtual workspace so in the morning when you wake up before you get out of bed practice mindfulness like just stop right like whatever we normally do when we wake up if you don't already practice mindfulness maybe you just like check your phone or get up and crawl to the coffee machine or whatever but before you get out of bed maybe even before you open your eyes you're you're awake pause to check in with how you are feeling physically emotionally and um this is something that these are new practices for me. Even as a yoga teacher that practices mindfulness, I, I've, I've learned three new practices and I learned them from listening to the uh, 10% Happier podcast. There's a specific episode 239 with Kristen Ness. Listen to that episode. I, I encourage you, that, that's a hot tip. Listen to that episode. But basically the three practices are before you, before you get up out of bed, practice mindfulness, take a, take a, a, a moment to pause and breathe on purpose and check in with how you are doing today. 
What are you feeling? How are you feeling? And then the second thing is acknowledge that you're not the only one that feels this way. There are, there's a whole slew of people, maybe your entire team is probably feeling the way you're feeling because we are in this shared experience. And then tell yourself what you need. Tell yourself what you need to hear, what you want to hear, what you want to feel. Um, and that's been a powerful practice. Uh, it's really shifted my days um, to, to set that intention at, before I even get out of bed. Like, what kind of day do I want to ha have? And it doesn't always work out that way. Like, sometimes uh, things go awry. <laughs> Um, but it's it's just been a really sweet practice. So I, I would say that's that's a good um, a, a good tip. Um, reach out to people on the phone or uh, it, like just see people. Like we're not seeing each other enough, and so um, if if you're needing that extra layer of support and connection, like instead of sending out an email, maybe. Try FaceTiming them or try um, video, a video chat on Slack. That's been really helpful, right, to add that extra layer of connection. And, and, and it's not physical shared space, but it is this face-to-face -face experience where you can see someone smile. Um, and then I think that's probably my, my, my other tip is smile. Even if you don't feel like smiling, if you just pause to smile, it does something to you chemically, like it, it alters your brain and um, it, it alters your experience and, and, and it will help boost the way that you feel. Emma Garcia, thank you for being on here, uh, being on here today talking about this. I, I know this is a, a little different than what we, what we normally talk about, but uh, it's something, you know, that's really pertinent to our, to our work and the work of a lot of people in our industry who find themselves in similar workplace situations. And I know that whenever I uh, talk to my friends about some of the, some of the, you know, policies and ideas and, and culture that we're developing internally here, they seem, uh, they, they, they always want to know, they always want to know more about that. And I think uh, a lot of that, Almost, in fact, an enormous part of that has come from your efforts. So I'm glad you're here to sort of share that with everyone, and uh, hopefully, we hopefully uh, get people thinking about how they can make their own, you know, workplace uh, better during crazy times like this. Thank you, Dylan, and thanks for identifying that this is an important conversation to have. And I hope that. Um, people listening in were able to take away at least one thing that is going to help them emotionally, physically, and mentally to feel, to, to move past just like surviving through this and be able to get into that space of thriving again. Um, you can find our research in media at zprime.com. You can find us on social media at DY Lockwood at Aaron Hardick at zprime underscore research. And you can find Emma at Graceful Hustle.